Thunder Media. On this episode of Inside Motorsport, we get an Australian's view of the British Grand Prix. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, welcome to Inside Motorsport. And joining us on the line, Peter Norton, who spent the weekend at Silverstone getting a very different atmosphere to what you're experienced normally at the Melbourne Grand Prix. Uh, yes, Craig. Uh, it took me a little while to adjust uh, simply sitting in a grandstand and uh, enjoying the race weekend the way thousands of other people do, uh, rather than being involved on the media side. So it took a bit of adjusting and it was a bundle of fun. The Brits know how to put on a show and in particular the British fans really uh, add to the experience. The racing across the weekend had everything that Britain has to offer, wet, dry and a lot of pantomime villainy along with some heroic acts by the locals. Yes, indeed. Uh, throughout the uh, the practice and qualifying, the, the locals were very excited because uh, you know the traditional British teams like Williams and McLaren uh, really took a step up. Uh, Williams sort of faded as we got more into the serious stuff, but it really was McLaren's uh, upgrades that really turned it on. Now, some are saying that it is a circuit that really plays to their car's strengths. Uh, they did pretty well uh, here the, the previous year. So it's going to take a little, uh, couple more races to work out whether McLaren really has taken that step up. But uh, gee whiz, it really did give the fans something to cheer for uh, with plenty of Brits at the pointy end. And like in Australia, we saw all the Formula classes on the one bill, which made for some interesting racing and a lot of Australian involvement. Uh, yes, it did. Um, being on the from the media side, but also uh, I, I do get involved in event organisation uh, for the Canberra Round of the Rally Championship. I, I can't turn off the brain that thinks about uh, uh, the spectator experience and and the running of the event. Uh, and it's interesting to compare and contrast uh, Silverstone to the Melbourne Grand Prix. Um, Silverstone, of course, is a permanent circuit, uh, and it's. Uh, uh, it has the, the, the luxury of, from your grandstand seat, you can see four or five corner apexes. Uh, the cars are in front of you for maybe up to 15 seconds. Uh, so the viewing is really good. However, um, there's some pretty big gaps in the action on track. The support categories were primarily Formula 3, 2, 1. Uh, there was uh, Porsche Super Cup, but they were typically right at the end of the day. Uh, and unfortunately, they did have a few gaps in the program where you're sitting in the stands, scratching your head, going, uh, um, this wouldn't happen in Melbourne. Uh, however, uh, Formula 3, 2 and 1 did put on a very good show uh, with uh, some, some great performances by, by young Australians. Uh, and most notably, I think it was Jack Doohan in Formula 2 that uh, showed his uh, racecraft uh, elbows out uh, and finished nicely with uh, a third and a fourth longer race on the, on the Sunday morning. Uh, and that was really entertaining to have someone to cheer for. And we saw then on the big show some remarkable racing that had McLaren and well, Red Bull pitted against each other and didn't the fans go wild when they got the jump? Oh, it absolutely went crazy to see uh, uh, McLaren and Norris in particular uh, get, 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 get that uh, 
the McLaren held the lead for, for more laps than I think anyone expected. Uh, and then when uh, Max did get into the lead, he didn't drive off into the distance like we've seen him earlier in the year. So it really was encouraging for uh, the, the rounds to come that maybe some other teams are going to have narrowed the game. I think it's a little optimistic to think that uh, they're really going to challenge him for, for race wins at this point uh, with, without anything going wrong. Uh, but, but it was encouraging signs. But really what the experience was about was sitting in the grandstand with thousands of other people, and they love a good pantomime. Uh, picture, if you will, of grandstands. Each one would hold thousands of people, uh, and there's a stretch of the track that might cover 800 metres or maybe a kilometre of racetrack. Uh, the Mexican wave. It starts in grandstand number one uh, and it might fizzle out in grandstand number two. And didn't the booze start? So they tried it again uh, and the wave went through stand one, two, three and then fizzled out. And the booze again. Uh, and as the wave had multiple attempts, it went further and further and then the blues, the, the booze were overtaken by the cheers. And the race was pretty similar, uh, of course, with Lando Norris taking the lead on that first lap. The cheers were crazy. Gee, it was fun to be part of. Uh, and then, of course, a couple, couple of laps later, uh, Verstappen challenges for the lead uh, just in front of us. And the, the crowd reaction started with a boo, but then when Lando successfully defended his position, it all turned to a cheer. Um, so it's good to have that uh, the, that that foreigner, the, the villain, uh, someone to boo, and they seem to forget the fact that Red Bull is a British team. Their factory is just down the road, but of course you do need the villain to, to boo and carry on about. Um, I, I wonder if people are going to pick up on it and go, oh, gee, the Brits are bad sports booing someone that's at the top of their game. But I did take heart in on the very final lap uh, as Verstappen cruised to his victory, that uh, as far as I could hear, there really weren't any boos. Uh, he got a round of applause for a job well done. Uh, yeah, and the same for your, your pantomime. You, you uh, give applause to the performers for putting on a good show. So uh, that, that was sort of my takeaway from the crowd behaviour uh, for the British Grand Prix. Well, two Brits behind Max Verstappen, Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton, who rounded out the podium. But Oscar Piastri in the McLaren Mercedes in fourth place. That was something that everyone right throughout Australia was cheering about at the early hours of the morning. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was fabulous to see that uh, he had finally had the car beneath him uh, to show what we all think that he's capable of. And, and I think people were impressed with his sort of composure of being at the pointy end under a fair bit of pressure. Uh, and some are saying that if it wasn't for the safety car uh, uh, that happened sort of mid-race, uh, bunched up the field, that perhaps it would have been Oscar's first podium. Uh, that would have been fun to see, but unfortunately that was not the case. The racing at Silverstone was electric, the atmosphere electric. The old, grand old lady of motor racing there at Silverstone was on full display, but this weekend you're stepping back in time.
Uh, yes, very much looking forward to a weekend at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. They've uh, just over the last couple of days published their entry list uh, and uh, it's a cracker. They've got 30 of the past Le Mans 24-hour winners, just as a little bit of a taste. Um, it's not just the historic uh, cars on display. Uh, there will also be the launch of the Lamborghini that will be competing at next year's Le Mans 24-hour race. Uh, and on top of that, uh, many, many new car releases uh, for road cars, uh, prestige and luxury and performance cars uh, are the kind of ones that they trot out uh, and release those at this big stage. Um, to give you just a taste of some of the drivers, just from McLaren, uh, Zach Brown will be uh, doing a few runs up the hill climb track in the NASCAR that he let Ricardo drive. Of course, when uh, Daniel won at Monza, there, there was that big fuss made about uh, the reward was he got to drive Dale Earnhardt's NASCAR from back in the day. So Zach will be doing a few runs of that. Oscar will be driving uh, one of the old McLarens and just various others. Uh, I think it's Mika Hakkinen will be there to drive an old McLaren. So that's just page. Lots of others. Uh, Sebastian Vettel is a bit of a collector of old Formula One cars. When we say old, I guess say 80s and 90s. He'll be doing some runs in uh, two of them and another two will be on display. So that's just some of the highlights of the entry list and it covers all categories of motorsport, world rally champions driving uh, some of their current cars, but also some of the older cars. It'll be an absolute feast. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to catching up with you after that because this event is really what the Adelaide Motorsports Festival has been modelled around. Absolutely. Just picture a, a sort of day on the grass, enjoying your picnic, watching an active display of motorsport history, balanced with some of the latest releases as well. You know, get some autographs from the stars, all of those sorts of things is what this is about and what they're building in Adelaide. And I think that uh, we all saw that earlier this year in Adelaide, what a great show that they put on. Valtteri Bottas throwing around a, a, a supercar and an old Alpha. It, it's just such a spec of nice corporate boxes to enjoy the hospitality, but also plenty of uh, space on the grass so the general admission people get a good show as well. I think it's a, a really successful uh, model, and I think that Adelaide, being one week before the Melbourne Grand Prix, is perfect so that some of the stars internationally who do travel to Australia... If we can just entice them to come that week earlier uh, and they can be part of a great event. With the Goodwood Festival of Speed being a week after Silverstone and then no race now for two weeks when Formula One goes to Hungary, is there many current stars going to be at Goodwood or is it more around the team owners and the coteries that will be there? Uh, Oscar Piastri will be driving one of the old McLarens. I don't think I, I didn't see too many of the other current Formula One stars, but uh, there's still plenty of empty spaces in the entry list that uh, who knows who may appear. Plenty of the old Formula One stars. I think Jackie Stewart will be there amongst many others. Peter, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you on Inside Motorsport. Enjoy the weekend at the Goodwood Festival of Speed and thanks for your time looking back at Silverstone today. Thanks, Craig. I look forward to uh, chatting again soon to uh, tell you some of the highlights of Goodwood. That's all we have time for on this episode of Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.